0: Book Interrupted Chronicles capture some of our favorite and funniest moments together from before we were all in the club. If you would like to know who felt clothing was optional at the theme park, or which member flipped the script on her birthday surprise, go to www.bookinterrupted.com unpublished to start your free trial to Unpublished, where our chronicles and inklings live. Trust us, you won't regret it.
1: Parental guidance is recommended because this episode has mature topics and strong language. Here are some moments you can look forward to during this episode of Book Interrupted.
2: And I didn't know if that was just my own experience or was that a purposeful writing tactic. I think I even called it pretentious in my second personal journal.
3: I was like, I don't want her at all. <laughs> people make mistakes and it's not intentional it's not that like they're necessarily that they're bad although some things in this book are bad let's
4: just say it was way more interesting the real facts than anything i could have made up or remembered oh i love this you're even sentimental about it you are my soulmate.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, my body and soul
0: Uh, 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 Uh,
1: uh, Uh, Welcome to Book Interrupted, a book club for busy people to connect and one that celebrates life's interruptions. If you'd like to join along, this book cycle is from July 18th to August 28th. It's Lindsay's Book Pick, and we're reading Fun Home by Alison Bechtel. Alison Bechtel's best-selling graphic memoir charts her fraught relationship with her late father. Distance and exacting, he was an English teacher and the director of the town's funeral home, which Alison and her family refer to as the fun home. All right, so it's personal journal time. Let's see what the members of Book Interrupted thought outside the group. Hi,
4: so I'm reading Fun Home by Alison Bechtel. Uh, A family tragic comic, which is a graphic novel um, we've talked about before. But um, yeah, I, you know, at first it did take me a bit of time to get into it. I felt like it was hard for me to really look at the, read the words and look at the drawings and, you know, do them at the same time and take it all in. And I wanted to read the words faster, I think, which then, you know, didn't work. You know, you really need, I think, with this book to really take in each of the images, appreciate them for what they are, to appreciate the words for what they are, how they connect, maybe to take all of that and to create your own world in your head with the basic information that's there you know, I started to get really into it, into her life and her story and her relationship with her parents, the relationship with her coming out and the the relationship with literature. All the different literature references are really neat. Although I don't think I've read any or many of them, but just, I felt like that was really cool. And you know, I'm, I'm only about halfway through, so I'm going to keep going with this and I'd love to say more at the end. But definitely the first part was a bit of a struggle for me to get into it, but once I just changed my mindset, once I changed the way that I was reading the book as opposed to just like a novel, this is something different. This is a, a different beast, a different art form. And so once I started doing that, it was much easier and and I really got kind of into it. That's all I have to say so far. I'm going to, you know, Talk to you soon when I'm finished, because not that I'm flying through it. But now that I'm I'm getting into it, I'm doing longer stints. I think that's the other thing, too. It's better that you, with this kind of thing, in my mind, that maybe you just sit down and, and read it for a good chunk of time. At the beginning, I was trying to read a couple pages, which doesn't work at all every once in a while. So then I just sat down and really delved into it, and that, uh, that was definitely better for me, at least.
2: Okay, great. We'll see you soon. Bye. Hey, hey, I'm about maybe a quarter, no more than a quarter, maybe a third of the way through the book. I don't know what I think about it so far. I don't hate it, but I also don't love it. Gosh, do you know what I'm just noticing about myself is having like a strong negative opinion does not feel easy to come out of me. But if I'm gonna try to be honest and transparent, maybe I'll give this a go. No, I, I really don't enjoy the book at all, but I'm gonna keep reading to give it a chance. I also don't know yet why I'm not enjoying it. I was really, really, really excited. Like I've never read a graphic novel before. So I'm not sure if it's like, if this is symptomatic of now that I'm getting into it. You know, like New Year's Eve, Sometimes you get all hyped up and you're like so excited. It's gonna be the best night ever. And then it plays out and it's not that it's bad, but because you've set the bar so high, because the expectation is really big there, sometimes, at least I've noticed this with myself in the past, is if I get myself like too hyped up and excited, than anything thereafter how can that level of excitement be sustainable so i'm open to the fact that as i continue to read through fun home that i may end up changing my opinion as of right now i mostly just feel meh is that a word meh about the read. I don't find myself craving to get into it or necessarily even looking forward to it. I actually reflected on that a few days ago and I was like, okay, like, is this a matter of maybe do I not have the mental or emotional bandwidth? I go through cycles like that where sometimes I just need to not consume podcasts or read books. Is it one of those moments? that I'm like, no, it's not. It's not, I just, maybe I don't appreciate that I feel like a dum-dum when I read the book. That could be a possibility too. I just noticed that the author uses some really fantastic, fancy words that I have never heard of before and I don't always know the meaning and I'm not sure on the tactic of why the author chose to do that yet, if it's a part of the character development or whatever. So like I said, I'll keep reading. But for the most part, at this point in time, I would, and I'm not saying the author had the intention of making uh, readers feel like dum-dums, but this reader certainly does. I was like, I don't know another word. Um, I just stopped looking them up in the dictionary, just started guessing based on context of what was going on in that page and in that sentence. but. So yeah, there's a number of contributing factors or things that are taking place that I guess I'm just wondering about and I don't know yet uh, if I truly hate this book or am just getting used to it. So we'll see.
1: It's actually not getting better for me. I really don't enjoy graphic novels, I think. I don't like how slow you read it. I don't, it's kinda, It kinda seems more jumbled. I feel like I can't really get into the book. So I'm not enjoying the graphic novel style, so I probably won't go back there. And in addition to that, I don't really like the book either. I don't like the story. We're back to, she thinks her father committed suicide, spoiler alert, and we've had just had a lot of suicide talks on the show. That's just, it's just so dark and it makes you, just because I've had suicidal thoughts in my past, so I don't necessarily like to revisit, all those emotions, and I can in little pieces, but we've had, like, Talking to Strangers, and then we had Midnight Library, and now we have Fun Home. In addition to that, I also read in between Sylvia Plath's book, The Bell Jar. So it's just been a bit of a morbid few months, more than a few months. So I'm not enjoying that. Also, I think the book's kind of pretentious she just uses a lot of big words I don't like necessarily like the main character like maybe she'll grow on you but she seems like it's almost as if she thinks she's better than the rest of her family or something it just seems very pretentious also there's not a character in the book that I really like (laughs) so and these are real people so I'm not enjoying it I don't care for the father even the mother I don't I have sympathy for her but she's not very likable either i guess the only person i've enjoyed so far in the whole book is a grandmother and she's only been there in the little tiniest snippet of the book so far i'm not enjoying it i'm going to continue reading hoping that maybe there's by the end some sort of sincerity that comes out of it but so
3: far it's not my favorite hello everyone i'm here to talk about fun home normally i do these personal journals pretty faithfully about a third of the way through or two-thirds of the way through and I have to be honest I finished the book so I know a lot of the other members were finding that they were experiencing the book a lot differently than they normally do when they're reading because it's a graphic novel. I have read graphic novels before and I didn't find it challenging to follow the story. I got into the rhythm of reading a graphic novel fairly easily However, I did find that I was reading it somewhat differently as evidenced by my notes. So normally I take notes when I'm reading one of these books for Book Interrupted so I can remember the ideas that it stirred up or some of the things that, that it touched on that I might forget later on. I'll write down some quotes that'll show up on our blog every week. Um, you'll see quotes from the books we're reading that I've, that I've written down. And I didn't do that. When I finished the book, I looked at my notebook and it was empty. It didn't have a single note about Fun Home. So I realized this part way through the book, but I didn't want it to interrupt the rhythm of my reading. So I thought, well, I'm getting through this book pretty quickly. I'll just read it again. (laughs) So, but then life got super busy. And I realized I didn't really have a lot of time for reading. So I'm kind of like leafing through it now and trying to find some quotes Which is proving to be kind of difficult for a book like this where it's all kind of the dialogue is mixed in with the pictures and things like that uh, That's okay. I really did enjoy the book I think the title is a little misleading when you go to read the book You must realize that it's not about fun things fun home is the funeral home. That's what they called it when they were kids. And again, it's a memoir. So it's about the author's life. And it's got some pretty serious subject matter in there. And I think she handles it very well. You can really tell that she's very well read. Certainly the book makes me think that I really haven't read very much. (laughs) Because I don't know if there's very many books in there that she references that I have read. Although uh, it's definitely increased the list of to read books that I have like I've never read The Catcher in the Rye which seems like one of those books that I don't know everybody reads for school or something like that I haven't read that I might read that just to see what that's all about for some reason I think it's basically the plot of Field of Dreams but I think that's something I fabricated when I was a kid I'm not entirely sure anyway what to say about this book it's kind of like a coming out book in a way and At the same time, it's not like a neat and tidy story about that. It's hard to really put together some thoughts here. Um, You know, again, life's been really busy. I haven't done any really deep thinking about this book. I'm going to say that I liked it. Kind of a dangerous book to leave around (laughs) when you have young kids. They see this book and they go, that looks like a book for kids. And it is not. There's definitely like some graphic drawings in here. It's definitely a book for adults. I think that I would probably want to read some more graphic novels. I've only read a handful in my lifetime, but I did quite enjoy it. It was hard to put down. And not just because it's engaging. I thought the writing was very good. I liked the drawings, but also because playing out more like a, a show, or a, a movie. It's harder to put down mid-chapter because you know the the pictures are going along with the writing and you might not really know where you end up. She does have a way of weaving a story. Each chapter is, you know, about a certain theme, but then we come back to those same scenes again in later chapters but for different reasons. So the story emerges slowly through the chapters. And you're reliving the same scenes kind of over and over, but from a different perspective. Not like from a different perspective because it's the same person telling the story, but a different component of that event and the meaning of it. I thought that it played out very nicely. And I I didn't really realize it was doing that until I started rereading it. So maybe that's a good reason to read it twice. And I think that before my book report, I'm going to try to figure out if I can stream the musical and see how they handled it. That's about it. This is my second personal journal. So
5: my last journal on this topic, I hadn't even started reading it yet. And I was super hopeful that I'd like it and I hate it. (laughs) Now, I want to be very thoughtful because I know that this is based on Allison's Personal history and story. I think it's pretty lined with her actual history, so I don't want to be too harsh on it. There's just, it's just not, I don't know, it's just not my favorite book, if I'm honest. It's very, like, oh, I find it really hard reading in this layout style and then in the graphic novel style. Sorry, that's my microphone. Hey, y'all. What's up, y'all? That's probably blasting your ears off right now. So, For instance, it's super Archie's, Betty, and Veronica layout, like classic comic book layout. But for some reason with this, it's just, I don't know, it's bugging me. I don't know why. I don't particularly love the art style either, maybe. I'm not sure. I feel terrible though, because I don't know. Gosh, could I say I don't know more? I don't know, probably. So to be fair, I'm only 42 pages in because I'm just not in love with it. I find it hard to want to rip through it and I'm not trying particularly hard to rip through it. So I really want to like it more. I will give it till a hundred pages. That's my rule with all books. Give it a hundred pages before you judge it. I had to judge it now because I'm doing a personal journal and I'm behind on reading it. So right now I'm going to stomach through it. And that's not the worst thing that's ever happened to me. That's actually not bad at all. So hopefully, I can get in the rhythm of it a bit more and try and find something I like about it. I'm not there yet. The dad really infuriates me, so that might be part of it. Okay, well, thanks for listening to me blather
0: on about I don't knows. Okay, bye. This is my second personal journal for Fun Home, and I am almost neither here nor there about it. I don't really want to read the book uh, as far as motivation goes. I don't find myself looking forward to picking it up or making time before bed to put it in. I'm finding myself having to consciously make time to read it because I do want to finish it. That being said, when I do read it, it's not terrible, but it's also not terribly interesting either. I kind of find the writer's voice a little bit. I don't want to say condescending, but just stiff or stuffy. I don't know. I'm not sure if it's the format of the book that kind of has me put off or if it's the tone of the author's voice that is not resonating with me or a combination of both. I do know that when I get to a, a new chapter, I'm doing a countdown like oh good now there's only three left or oh good now there's only two left so but I I am I think two-thirds of the way through I think there's only seven chapters and I believe I'm starting or into chapter five and I just don't even like I mean I know what the book's about but I also feel like what is this book about it's not too exciting it's not really going anywhere but then again it's a memoir so this person is just you know digesting their experience at well I wanted to say this time in their life but it, it is over their life I guess I just don't find it that interesting and I honestly do find the format like the graphic novel really It creates like a disjointedness in my reading experience because I got to jump to here, jump to there, jump to here, read the thought bubbles and then repeat over and over again. I also have a hard time predicting or knowing where to go next. So sometimes, you know, I'll read something that I shouldn't have read until I read that other box before, but didn't realize until I read it. Like, it's just a lot of extra. And maybe if the story was more compelling to me, I might be more willing to kind of put up with the mental gymnastics I have to do to kind of get this book in me. But I also dislike how, you know, in a, we'll like, we'll call it like a scene, like one of the cartoon cells, I guess, you, it would say, you know, my father and I often thought the same. And then there'll be, you know, two little thought bubbles, underlining kind of that statement, showing how they think the same. And I just find it redundant as well. Like, I don't want to read a little snippet of dialogue between the two people after you already made the statement. Like, I don't need it twice. Anyway, so I don't want to sound like so negative. I, it's not horrible, but it's not for me, I guess is the best way to put it. I don't hate it by any means. I don't really have any kind of intense feelings one way or another about it. Yeah. It's not for me would be the best way to summarize my experience thus far on a small little glimmer of hope. Now that I have entered, you know, the final third of the book, it's not totally horrible like I can barely muster up a compliment I just like I am compelled to finish it so it's better than that right normally I would just be off the book and forget it I don't want to do this anymore it's not that bad (laughs) book interrupted I recently had lunch with a friend of mine, and during our conversation, she let me know that she listens to every single episode of this podcast. So I wanted to um, acknowledge the wonderful interruption of having lunch with a friend that you don't get to see that often, as well as take the time right here right now on the podcast to give her a shout out. What up, Ashley? Book interrupted.
4: Let's listen in to this episode's group discussion. I can start okay, it's my I can... book. Yeah,
1: it's your book.
4: Well, I finished it. <laughs> I'm assuming. Well, I don't know. Did I? Did I, the first question is Did everybody finish the book? Yes. yes yeah, Leah.
1: This and is
4: the easiest, I'm... shortest book I could possibly pick. Now, for the this summer. is
5: not. Based on that, and I do appreciate a good short pick, especially because I've been an a-hole about picking big books. (laughs) But (laughs) I really didn't like the book so much though, that I actively chose not to read it. Mm. I don't, Mm -hmm. it just, I I said this in my PJs, I want to be kind because this is someone's memoirs and that feels extra important. should be protected a little bit, maybe more. But I just couldn't identify with her at all. And I didn't enjoy her. Obviously, I didn't enjoy the father, obviously. Obviously. So, and I just was like, I don't want to torture myself with anything I don't like right now. Because I just was in that place where I was being really selfish about what I want. What I want. <laughs> so there.
4: I thought you would like the drawings, the images. And stuff. so too.
5: Of all the books of the season, I thought this was going to be my book.
3: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
5: We're going to have to find all- another graphic novel for you to try
3: that has a lovable character that you might really love. So I
1: kind of felt the same way as Leah. I did not enjoy the book until about, I had about three, I think two and a half or three chapters, three or two or three chapters left of the book. And I stopped reading it and read another novel, a totally different novel, and only went back to it last week, I guess. And this is what I wanted to know. The last two or three chapters... I started actually I don't know if I softened or if she softened the way she narrated the book but then I started liking her and her mother and her father at the end of the book.
2: Oh. Oh. Maybe I gave up too soon then
1: and I didn't care for them at all in the middle I'm like God, I don't like any of them. I yeah, I didn't like yeah. I think that's on purpose. Oh, you agree?
3: Though. I totally agree. I wanted to know. Okay, good. It wasn't just me. I think that's on purpose though, because she tells the same stories more than once from a different perspective throughout the book. So the stories that are being told at the beginning are kind of told again. She comes back to it later on. You get more pieces of the puzzle of her relationship with her father as you go further in the book. So right at the beginning, you get the surface information which is like the first thing you might see about the family. This is my dad. He was bad or whatever. He did these bad things or whatever, right? Like there's something messed up about my family. But then later on, you get more deep into meaning that she's gleaned from these different stories that she's decided to tell in this book. Mm. So she goes back to the same moments later on.
4: Yeah. And at the very end, I mean, it kind of finishes her father's in the pool. And she, as a kid, like jumps into her father's arms as if she's remembering the nice moments as well as opposed to just the bad moments right
2: oh um,
4: yeah so yeah because
2: it was really front-loaded with a lot of understandably not enjoying her father as a reader how could i view him from any other perspective and yeah i just didn't feel a connection with the main character and i didn't know if that was just my own experience or was that a purposeful writing tactic by the author that in some ways did she want to create that coldness and that almost non-connection the way it must have been at some points in her life with her own father? I didn't know if she was trying to mimic that with the author-reader relationship.
4: Mm, I
3: think yeah. maybe- I felt that too.
1: Like, I yeah. felt like she was so- In the middle of the book, I was like, I don't like her at all. She seems like she's above her parents. Not that I like her parents anyway, but she seems, I think I even called her pretentious in my second personal journal. (laughs) I was like, I don't like her at all. It's awful. It's a memorable. I don't like her. I don't like her father. I don't like her mother. I don't like any of them. And then at the end of the book, everything softened. I kind of understood her mother more with the whole play and her helping her mom do the lines and... And then even her dad, like, having the heart to heart when he gave her that book because he knew that she was queer and that he was trying to relate to her and they had that conversation and he's like, oh, I had my first experience when I was 14. All of those things made it, okay, so there was moments. And also him sharing the literature with her, although I was mad at her for quitting English, <laughs> all the English lit after. But I was like, there's moments. I was so much softer at the end, but I'm glad that other people were too because I wasn't sure if I softened. And I was being didn't but like the book because
3: don't you think yeah. that's how our relationship with our parents happens? Like for so many people, when you're young, you think like, oh man, my parents are the worst and they don't know anything. And I know the way it is. And so maybe all kids go through that period just that they are kind of pre- be acting pretentious and stuff. And then as they start teasing apart and looking at the relationship of their parents, thinking of their parents, not just as parents, but as people and their actual experience in life, then your views of them tend to soften. And I think that's kind of a realistic, because it's a memoir, how we sometimes view our parents' faults as they screwed up or they didn't do it right. But really they're just people. And people, of course, people make mistakes and it's not intentional. It's not that necessarily that they're bad, although some things in this book are bad, (laughs) let's just say. But, um, right? Like some things I think, you know, I mean, maybe that's part of it, that her relationship with them started off like that. And as she started thinking about it and put it into a memoir or maybe the reason she put it into a memoir is because she realized something that she didn't when she was younger. Maybe it was very effectively portrayed for you. The like idea of, well, I'm a kid, I know everything and they know nothing and getting out of the small town feeling. And then the realization later on, the epiphany that your parents are just people that were doing what they could do. It mm-hmm. could be that like,
5: the act of writing the memoir was cathartic. And when you're digging through your memories, And by the end, you kind of are feeling more resolved towards the relationships that you had so much trouble with. I imagine if we all did a memoir, you'd kind of end up there.
4: I mean, she wrote, this was all, a lot of it was from a journal. So she wrote a journal or her diary. Uh You see her doing that. So she takes that. Mm -hmm. So it's also kind of now I didn't even get this. So Mayor, thank you. But that when she's writing the journal when she's younger it is a lot different than when she's older and so it's her yeah. like she took all that information I think I had a quote somewhere in one of my personal journals that it was about her saying that that she did do this took all the references from her journal and she said it was way more interesting the real facts than anything I could have made up or remembered which I thought was mm. nice too
5: do any of you guys journal I used to yeah. no 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 yeah.
4: kind of I don't want anyone to find it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. Do you ever
5: re- re-read what you've written later? Kara and Mare? From time yeah. to time. No, never? It's from time to time. And sometimes Mare? No. Oh, huh. that's no. it. I don't want to. It's embarrassing. <laughs> I know, right? Mine are
1: mostly, my notebooks are to-do lists mixed with any projects I do and thoughts I have about <laughs> it. And one are more like uh, project no
5: problem. achievement oriented <laughs> yeah you have an but achievement they, journal is what you're saying and they yeah they're and it's frames? all mixed with
1: work even like I could look back to like different work projects even like I to do I do to-do lists but I keep them in a journal and I save the journals forever I have them for like 10 years oh. like to do this from
5: 10 years ago yeah oh I love this you're even sentimental about it you are my soulmate <laughs> <laughs> Oh, my
1: I know I was thinking great. the other day how if you were me, like if we were a couple, we would just take
5: on the mm. world. Holy cow, the things we would get, get done. Get it done. Get it done.
2: Oh my gosh. Could you imagine? It would be great. Do you know how many things would be planned and on a to-do list and would actually get accomplished? It would be great. And now
3: we're sharing coffee for 20 minutes. Go. Go. <laughs> sometimes
5: I feel like that's the way
4: but you know what but but you both of you are in control of that to-do list right for sure so I don't know if you two were together if you wanted to do one thing and you want to do the other thing how would you do you you write your partner
1: to-do
5: list Sarah never oh I could never
1: mama do would not put up with that he'd be like what is the only thing I've ever write list wise is he's like I'm going to the grocery store write it in a text to me I won't worry gotcha. about right. That's gotcha. the only gotcha. list. No, no. A husband do list, never for my husband. He would be like, yeah. ripping it up.
2: B <laughs> <No. He> kind <laughs> of does a similar act without actually going through and physically ripping it. He's like shredding it in his mind.
5: <laughs> He's just not taking in information, but that's okay. I talk a lot. I would probably edit what I listen to, it too, if I was married to me. <laughs>
1: But I'm a Definitely people pleaser so our personalities you could be like I want to do these things and I'm like okay I'll do the other ones
2: mm-hmm. yeah problem
1: check check
5: yeah <laughs> as long as we get it done as long as we
1: exactly get it done. I see yeah, it I'm is like
5: a, I think I'm a good teammate I want input and I want it's funner when you do it together I don't
2: know but you know, yep. and my I think twice. I think their love for each other might actually grow more with every item know, that it they cross be off. <laughs> the <list. laughs>
5: like, you like getting shit done? Did we just like, did we just make bunk beds <laughs> 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 from yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. Oh yeah. Where did we get? Oh, journaling. That's where we got. Yeah. Off sorry, journaling.
1: It go back to journaling. Yeah. I shouldn't have interrupted with my to do list. It's not a real journal.
5: No, I love it. It's, it's fun watching how of... much you guys love oh it. Oh my goodness, and... Kara got me this great daily planner, Kara. What's the it name? Is what's the, the best. author? You would love it. Anyone and would love Brendan it.
2: Brendan but... Bouchard's high performance something is that what it is? It's a it's journal but with prompts it. to help you simplify and distill down into for example, I have this horrible Banana habit issue. of I'll put together a to-do list and I'll be like, I have one hour to do. And I'm like, I can do a hundred things for sure. I can (laughs) every time (laughs) what this journal prompts you through is to just really focus down that list. Like what are the top three for this sort of category that you can get done? And it just, for people who aren't prone to being more action oriented, the prompts are enough to really just lock you in on no, no, it's just these three things and this is how you're going to do it and this is when you're going to do it
5: it's this and it's called the high, called performance, the high planner. performance planner let me take a
3: look and like i the, think
5: i found it on amazon here and yeah. it's like laid out oh. but it has nice stuff for me i like it not because i don't get stuff done but it also has a morning mindset so it's like what's one nice thing i can do for someone in my life today like I Someone who needs me to be on my A game today. And then at the end, it's an evening little journal about how clear were you, clarity, energy, that kind of stuff. I love it. It makes you feel so successful. It does. It's high performance stuff, guys. (laughs) I feel Sarah's Christmas present looming.
3: I would never, (laughs) I would open it for like the first week, maybe, and then never touch it again. Yeah. Most of my old journals are just like, they're not about my life. I just write, just writing. Oh, cool. Just like,
2: like prose. Uh,
3: sometimes it's related to my life or what's going on around me, but it's more like a story, storytelling. That's neat. Oh. That's... And sometimes yeah, neat. sometimes I'd write if I was feeling frustrated or need to get some emotions out, I would write, write about my life. It's not like, this is what I did today. It's never that, either working for feelings or like storytelling. Those are my all my Ooh. old journals are like. That's
4: yeah, really I have cool. similar, I have writings everywhere. Some yeah. of them, it's usually when I'm angsty and I need to get it out of me and onto some, give it to something. So sure. instead of I don't do therapy or self-help books or whatever, I do something creative. So, but then I always tell Laird or by my parents is like, if you're ever going through the house and I'm dead and you're going through and you're reading these crazy shit of things that I've said, just, just take it with a grain of salt. It was just, sometimes it's fiction, sometimes it's emotions, sometimes it's whatever, just <laughs> getting it out of me and into paper. So I don't take it out on somebody else. So that's good. So I guess yeah. I have those. Yeah,
5: uh, yeah, sure. that's kind of kind of like a journal, yeah. Mm-hmm. I, know. I like that.
1: Thank you for joining us on this episode of Book Interrupted. If you'd like to see the video highlights from this episode, please go to our YouTube channel, Book Interrupted. You can also find our videos on www.bookinterrupted.com.
3: The impact books have on our lives is not limited to the words written between the covers. Some books inspire new thoughts and send us to unexpected places. Follow me, Meredith, as I descend further and further in my recurring blog segment, Down the Rabbit Hole, at www.bookinterrupted.com blog. Thanks for joining us, and we'll see you next time on Book Interrupted. Moments you
1: can look forward to on next week's Book Interrupted.
4: So remember them both saying that it was really moving and it really influenced their life, and it really was like a powerful book for them.
1: You get a sense that they just accepted this life that
3: was not a great life because they were supposed to. Teaching them a lesson just so I can play the piano. Like, I don't want to have to put in all that emotional energy.
2: I don't know if my ego can handle reading this book. Better.
3: This conversation is literally giving me hives. <laughs> <laughs>
5: Like, I'm getting itchy. I feel hot. (laughs) Book interrupted.
0: Never forget, every child matters.